You're listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a resource to equip the church to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode four of the More and Better Disciples podcast. I'm your host, Keith Caps, here with Phil Kramer, pastor of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. How's it going, Phil? Hey, good morning, Keith. I hope you're having a great week so far. I am. I am having a great week. Beautiful day yesterday, which leads us into the theme for today's podcast, and that is Ice Ice Baby. That's right, and I hope you're not lip syncing to someone else's music over there. No, no, not at all. Uh, Trust me. not at all. But as we mentioned last week, uh, the roller coaster of Arkansas weather continues as we had a nice spring day yesterday and then today, um, ice and snow in the forecast. It's, it's a roller coaster. But you know what? I love it because it never gets boring. That's right. And I expect by Saturday to be out in Lake Washita with a bathing suit on. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, man, speaking of this weekend, what a great weekend. Our students had discipleship now. Weekend, over 100 students on campus, I believe. Um, Some incredible things going on, and then a great uh, Sunday services yesterday. Just so excited about everything that God is doing here at Crossgate and in Garland County. Yeah, praise God. I mean, we just, I I continue to be amazed at the number of of touch points we have at Crossgate Church for making better disciples. Uh, If someone, in fact, we had a a lady walk into Next Steps just yesterday. She said, I'm a relatively new believer, and uh, and I just, I want to grow. And I said, you have come to the right place. And we began to get her connected with our ladies' uh, ministry on Wednesday evenings and told her about some other uh, wonderful opportunities, life groups, and so forth. So there's just there's a lot of good things going on at our church right now, again, that are very intentionally designed to help people go deeper in their Christian walk. Yep, and that is exactly what we talked about last week. Um, the, you know, the difference in more and better disciples, which one's better. Um, and so, you know, I would encourage our listeners, if they haven't listened to that, to go back and check that out. But that leads us into today's topic, which I'm excited about, which is why more information does not necessarily equal life transformation. And, you know, play on words there, but very relevant and important topic. Um, So let's dive right in. So, Phil, we're talking about more information doesn't necessarily equal life transformation. So when we say more information, what exactly are we talking about? Are we talking about a context where we just learn more facts about God, right? Is that correct? Yeah, that's right, Keith. And uh, really, there's there's two levels of information uh, and 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 uh, knowledge of God. So there certainly is the informational knowledge of God, as you have said, that's collecting facts about God. That could be something as simple as saying there's 66 books in the Bible, or Jesus was born in Bethlehem, or uh, you know one of God's attributes is X, Y, and Z, and, and being able to just name off some factual things about God. Uh, the other aspect of knowledge of God is an experiential knowledge of God. That's where we understand that God is speaking to us personally, uh, that, that, that's where we connect personally with God and recognize that God dwells inside of us through the Holy Spirit if we have been saved. I mean, there, there is a deep experiential aspect of that. Probably one of the best ways to illustrate the difference between the two is what we have done for years uh, at our home, usually around the lunch table after we get home from church on Sundays. Uh, we did this when our children were younger, and now as they're teenagers and so forth, we continue to do this where we go around the horn while we're eating whatever we're eating, and we say, okay, what did you guys think of the service? And uh, you know, specifically, what did you get out of the service? And what did God say to you? And usually their default is going to be to give us some kind of informational data. You know, Oh, when you said thus and such in the sermon, I didn't know that. 
I didn't know that Ezekiel did whatever, or I didn't know that John the Baptist, this, that, and the other, right? So they're learning some information about God, and that's good. But as we disciple our kids, what we're looking for is for them to be able to come back to us and say, this is what I think God said to me, right? Based on the scripture, based on, so it's not just some out in left field, whatever, that has nothing to do with the, the scripture uh, or is not grounded in God's word, but to say, this is how God spoke to me through the message. That's what we're looking for, that experiential knowledge of God and not just factual information about God. Now that said, information about God is critically important, right? We, we can't simply throw one away and, and focus entirely on the other. Uh, you know, biblical literacy as, is probably at an all-time low right now in terms of even your average rank-and-file church members don't really know as much about the Bible just factually as people did a generation ago or two generations ago. Certainly, as we piece together those facts and those, those pieces of information, it, it, it creates kind of our systems of theology and doctrine. And, and again, do, doctrinal literacy is probably at an all-time low. People even being able to explain some of the basics of Christian theology and belief, that's critically important because the, the, the framework of information and the facts that we have through God's revelation of himself in the Word of God, that frames the context for an experience, for a healthy experience. When experience spills outside of what we know factually about God, that's when you start ending up with all kinds of erroneous practices and, and weird things taking place in churches that's not even biblical, right? So it's incredibly important, but the, the important thing to understand, as you said, and I love the topic for today, more information doesn't necessarily mean life transformation. You know, more information doesn't necessarily produce the experiential knowledge of God. And so think about kind of on a on, on a, a, a continuum in a sense. So on one extreme, you might have a, a, a scholar at a secular university or even a liberal divinity school or something who whose main wheelhouse emphasis and scholarly emphasis is the Apostle Paul, okay? A Pauline scholar, as they would say, you know, on the, on the campus, right? But depending on where this guy's teaching and what his background is, he may not even be saved, I literally had a guy, I went to Duke University for a master's degree, not because I was going there for ministerial training, I was just going there for the academic aspect of it. I had a guy who was a professor, one of the biggest names in the world on studying Paul, Pauline theology, and he wasn't even saved. I mean, he, he and had, had no desire to be saved. He just He was strictly studying Paul as a historian would study George Washington or Louis XVI, right? So that, that's the one extreme where he, he probably, from a factual historical aspect to some degree, he probably knew more about Paul than any of us, right? But at the same time, he had no experience with the Lord whatsoever. He was just simply chasing facts and information, okay? So I'm not saying that any of our people are there, but that's just the, the one extreme, okay? The other, the other extreme would be a very healthy uh, you know, example, such as you know, maybe a, a very learned but warm-hearted Jesus-following scholar, and probably one of the one of the best in the world that I know of is, is a guy named Don Carson, who was my PhD supervisor at Trinity uh, Evangelical Divinity School in Chicago. Just unbelievably gifted in terms of his his intellect, the the massive amount of information that that, that he has collected over the years uh, on on the Bible and all kinds of things. Uh, but, but at the same time, he has a deep, deep love for the Lord, a deep love for the Word of God, a high view of Scripture, and loves the local church and sees the church as God's main effort. So, 
you know, information can play a huge role in a bigger understanding of who God is and how we pursue Him and how we help other people to experience life change. But information in and of itself uh, doesn't do anything. And I, I would be honest, and I have to be very transparent here. You know, when it comes to uh, strengths finders or engage your strengths, some of these little personality profiles, one of my top five strengths is learner. So I love to just collect information. Man, my family keeps telling me I need to go on Jeopardy because whenever I play Jeopardy on, on with, with them when we're watching TV, I mean, I'm like, boom, 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 or Trivial Pursuit, right? Because I, I love collecting more information. But as a, as a Jesus follower, I have to, I have to you know, kind of catch myself there. Otherwise, I'm just going to be chasing more facts about God without truly diving deep uh, experientially with God. So that was kind of a long answer, but, uh, but it's just this is a great topic. Yeah, that's really good, and uh, it sounds like you're saying, you know, there's a big difference between knowing what it means and what it means to me, um, and uh, that application piece. And, you know, I can certainly relate um, and recall many times in my life where I was in a context that, you know, pumped me full of facts about God and, you know, can recall a lot of the Bible stories and such, but at the same time, I don't know that, like you said, that in itself led to a lot of transformation um, so, you know, there is value in learning more about God. Is, is there a relationship between information and transformation? If so, do you need, is, is information a precursor to transformation? What's the relationship there, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. Great question, Keith. So first of all, as we said a moment ago, you know, information about God and, and factual, accurate information about God that's grounded in the Bible, that's got to provide the framework for our experiences with God. Otherwise, your experiences will be all over the place, and they won't be grounded in the truth. So knowing the right things about God, believing the right things about God, having, having right doctrine, right theology, that provides the context for a deep and meaningful experience with God. So here's my paradigm when I'm teaching the Bible, right? So it's, it's really a three-dimensional paradigm. First of all, the three words is information, inspiration, and transformation. So information stimulates the mind. Ins inspiration, did I say inspiration? Information stimulates the mind. Inspiration warms the heart, and transformation changes the life. So to, to, to get more information about God, it, yes, to stimulate your mind is important. And, and certainly there's been times when I've heard a fact about God or a fact of something from the Scriptures, they, that, that's interesting, right? But you have to have more than that to have life transformation. So to me, I'm always looking for that informational aspect, but I'm also looking for that in, inspirational warm the heart. You know, you've, you've got to engage people's hearts. You've got to speak to people's hearts. One of the greatest things that was ever said about Jesus in the New Testament, quite honestly, was where it said the common people heard him gladly, right? And, and for me and, and most preachers who are interested in the information, it is so easy to load people down with facts and confuse people. I mean, listen... I I don't want to I don't want people to leave a, a message or a service where I've been bringing the word uh, confused, bored, or indifferent, right? I mean, I want people to, to receive clearly, but to speak to the heart, right? Through illustration, through through my own transparency, and I've always got to work on that as well, being transparent with with people and 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 helping people to understand that I'm I'm you know I'm a real person like everybody else, right? To speak to the heart is very important. 
And then transformation is when you bring that all together and you're actually saying, okay, now how are you going to respond to this and will you respond obediently to it? So again, to talk about the the, the difference in how all of this comes together, sometimes I think about John MacArthur, right? You've listened to John MacArthur, I've listened to John MacArthur over the years, a wealth of information. Just a, you know, when I, when I listen to a John MacArthur sermon, I feel like I'm reading a, a scholarly commentary, right? But I'll be honest, I mean, there have been very few times that I've listened to a John MacArthur sermon where my heart has been warmed, right? It's just been all of this information, information, and that's important, but I don't think that's the whole story. But it all comes together uh, in, in terms of transformation and helping people to understand how our lives can be different and should be different, that if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation, right? All things have, old things have passed away. Old, uh, behold, all things have become new. So, you know, we're, we're looking for transformation and preaching for transformation as well. Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, it sounds to me like you're talking about a familiar paradigm, one that that I heard a lot about as a kid, and that is the difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge. Um, I feel like we hear that a lot in the church. So is that really a thing, head knowledge, heart knowledge? And if so, how do they relate to this conversation? Well, it can very, very easily become a real thing for a lot of people because people, you know, receive the information uh, you know, they, they receive the sermons, they receive their, their small group studies, they, they, they listen to this, that, and the other. And it is very easy to simply walk away without having had any big impact. You know, it's kind of like the Bible says, you know, it's, it's like someone who, who looks in a mirror and then walks away without really taking to heart what they saw in the mirror. Uh, I love this paradigm, and I think it's very instructive because to help people to understand the difference, you, you bring it down, you know, you, what you're doing is you're, you're, you're reducing uh, a, a complexity down to a meaningful simplicity. You know, here, here are the two sides here. Yes, you've got to have the head knowledge, absolutely, but do you really know the Lord and, and is God really speaking to you? I think when you bring it down to that level, most people can pretty much decide pretty quickly, okay, yeah, that's me or that's not me. Yeah, and, you know, that's kind of my story. Uh, growing up in the church, um, I, I acquired a lot of knowledge about God. Like I said, heard the Bible stories, um, you know, even made a profession of faith when I was really young, maybe five. Um, but a lot of that was just learning the culture of the church and the things that I'm supposed to do, the rights and the wrongs and all of these things. But it wasn't until I was 16 where that really sank in and there was, like you said, a, a change in my life. That, um, that, And I remember quite vividly one of my uh, youth leaders saying, okay, you went from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge. And I, I remember the Spirit of God just getting a hold of me at that point. So, yeah, really, really good point. Um, so, okay, Phil, to this point we've talked about, you know, why information alone is not sufficient for making mature disciples and transforming lives. But, you know, that begs the question, what actually does lead to life transformation? If information alone is important, but not the whole picture, what does lead to life transformation? Well, that's a great question, Keith, because up to this point, we've kind of been speaking conceptually, and now we want to speak very practically. Uh, I would tell you one of the reasons, and we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, I think one of the reasons why Crossgate Church has so many opportunities uh, to experience true life change is because I think we have a pretty good grasp of some of the practices involved. Uh, so, for example, on the one hand, Many people are accustomed to receiving information about God through some type of lecture-based context, right? Pastor gets up and preaches for 45 minutes. You're just sitting there in receiving mode. You're just receiving all this information. 
Then you go to your life group or your Sunday school or whatever your small group may be called, and many of those are also another 45 minutes of lecture-based. You know, There may be a little bit of discussion or question and answer, but most people are happy, perfectly happy just to be receiving, right? Another 45 minutes of lecture-based stuff. And that's it. Well, of course, if that if that's the basics of what you get, then your your life is going to be largely an informational type of relationship with God because you're just receiving more and more information, and 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 it's very easy. I think culturally, at least the quote unquote church culture of the last uh, you know many years has has kind of been grounded in that that lecture based format. Fortunately, I believe we, we're seeing at Crossgate Church the need to go beyond that, and certainly there's a place for it. I mean, obviously, I get up and preach every Sunday, and that's lecture-based. But then we provide other contexts of a biblical community, life groups, D-groups, Regen, other places where there's much more to it than just a lecture and receiving information, right? So some of the things you got to look for is uh, you know, a context where you have that transparency, and certainly we, we are coaching and training our life groups to become more transparent depending on you know their context and so forth and even launching d groups last year and, and really having several of those going on our on our church campus and across our community now a d group of course is is very much set up uh, to provide that context of transparency and engagement right uh, so for example a d group would be four or five men or four or five women you'd never have a co-ed d group right because because when you get men and women together for whatever reason it just it just shuts all the transparency down uh, you know you for example our, our Bible reading plan right we 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 gear it so that it's more than just getting more information so uh, your, your traditional read the Bible through in a year plan it's very noble and honorable as that is I mean you have to read five or six chapters a day in order to, to complete that plan. Well, the problem with reading five, six chapters of the Bible a day is by the time you're done with that, you have no time left for reflection. You've just gone boom, 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 and gotten all this reading probably at a really fast rate, and then there's no real time for reflection. So the Bible reading plan that you developed for us, which is awesome, is five chapters a week. That's it. So you're only reading one chapter a day and only five days a week. But the HEAR journal plan that we implemented and introduced a few years ago follows up on that one chapter a day so that you actually build in time to reflect, to, to you know, kind of digest what you've read along a format of, of, of writing down what you think it says and what the meaning was and then what's your application and what's your response. So we, you know, it's very intentional there. Uh, honestly, I think, uh, you know, Elevate, our, uh, our men and, men's and women's retreats that are coming up in March, those are other great contexts where, yes, there's some lecture base, there's some, there's some testimonies, there's some teaching time, but then we always bring it back to that table of four to five to six men where, where the expectation and context is transparency. And you just heard this guy get, get unbelievably judgment day honest in his testimony for 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Now it's time for you to get honest with one another around this table. So that's where I think the life transformation takes place. But again, it's important that we don't you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater in a sense and say, well, all this information stuff is, is not needed or all this, all this talk about Christian doctrine and theology, that's just, you know, it's, it's too, it's, it's too uh, dry. You know, let's just, let's just get into the, the practice stuff. Well, you got to have both. And, uh, and so I love the, the, the relationship between information and transformation. Ultimately, transformation is what God is after for us. 
but we, we have God's revelation in his word, and it's important that we understand what the Bible says, because that's why we have to always ask the question, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? Absolutely. Phil, thank you so much for that insight. And you know what? That's exactly why we're doing this podcast, right? So the, the truth is there's so much that we could cover when it comes to making more and better disciples for Jesus, and we just want to be a resource, and I'm really looking forward to digging into even some of those things that you covered, life groups, D groups, um, transparency, all of those things uh, You know, we're planning on covering in future episodes. So uh, as far as this episode goes, we are out of time for today. So I want to thank you so much for your time, Phil, and looking forward to next week. Thanks, Keith. Looking forward to it. Now let's hit the beach on Saturday. <laughs> let's do it. Thank you for listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a ministry of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. To learn more, join us on our website, crossgate.org.